Hey, I'm Melissa. I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life. The podcast helps you understand the chemistry of your everyday life. Bonus Bonus edition. edition. That was like perfectly in sync. It was. That was pretty fun. Nailed it. I love it when that happens. But this one's a little different of a bonus edition. This one is a little different. So I don't know if you all know, but the holiday season's coming up. Mm -hmm. Whether you know it or not. Whether you know it or not. And... So we're trying to get a little bit ahead of recording, but that's hard for bonus episodes because we ask questions. And so we'd be asking like, we just did the PFAS bonus episode last week and we still have to do, you know, a Mm -hmm. December one soon before December happens in November. So we don't want to be asking you questions all the time and you run out of questions. Right. And a lot of times your questions come from episodes we've just released, but in this case, you haven't heard them yet because they've not come out yet because we're recording ahead. We're in the future though. We know right mm-hmm. now what episodes came out, but, but you we don't. don't know what questions you're going to ask. Yeah. So it's one of those things about time. That's just so frustrating. It's like the present is here now, but the future <laughs> isn't. I kind of, I kind of like that actually. No, I do too. I like it too. I'm not complaining. So what we decided to do instead for the November bonus episode, instead of our normal question and response, which we'll be back within December, <laughs> Uh, we'll record it like two weeks from now or next week, which is still <laughs> October, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and we, so we decided to do a, the secret episode style. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know, over on Patreon, our Patreon supporters get a bonus episode, or if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, they get a bonus episode every month, uh, the same week that we do our re-release, the one episode that we don't put out a new chemistry episode, Mm -hmm. but it's not chemistry related because we feel really strongly about not putting any chemistry behind a paywall. Right. So it's just us chatting as friends because we're friends and we have a lot of opinions and we like to share things. Mm -hmm. And we call it chem community. Like we call our, you know, Patreon and that whole group, our community. And we call it community, the secret chemistry for your life podcast. Secret podcast. So we decided that so that you all know kind of what it's like. And if you'd be interested in listening, we're going to make our November bonus episode be in the style of our community episode. Right. So you guys get to a little bit of a sort of sampler, uh, if you will, of Mm -hmm. what it would be like to either subscribe to our Patreon and get access to that or subscribe on the Apple Podcasts, you know, subscription thing. What it might be like to have an extra little episode, an extra little hangout time with Melissa and I every month um, to talk about stuff that isn't chemistry. Yeah. Just whatever. Yeah. So that might be up your alley. That might be something you like. It might be something you don't like, which is totally fine. Yeah. Just whatever you want. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Community. Community. Um, Secret podcast edition. Yours is kind of meaningful, correct? Mine is a little meaningful. Yeah. Okay. Mine's not. So I'll go first. Okay. Nothing worse than something important and kind of meaningful and like, you know, serious in a good way. (laughs) Then followed by something dumb and not serious. Yeah. So here's the thing I want to talk about today. Okay. Acronyms. What are your general feeling about them, if any? Just from a distance, the the 10,000 foot view of acronyms. I think I feel pretty neutral. They're convenient when writing research papers so that you don't have to write out, you know, like doctoral education in chemistry. Okay. And you don't have to write it out every time. Or right now I'm writing a proposal. This is a little sneak peek behind the curtains. This is the kind of stuff you get on community episodes. I'm writing a proposal about chemistry for your life. Right. Trying to get a little bit of funding so that we can research chemistry for your life as part of my work. And so I don't have to write out chemistry for your life every time. I just do 
C-F-Y-L, and that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. So it's like neutral to positive-ish, but I do see how they can make things like way confusing if you have a lot of them mm -hmm. or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. So I feel like sort of depends on the person who's using them and how, you know, they can be used for good or evil, but I think yeah. they're just neutral. So I have started to become of the opinion slowly that uh, acronyms stink. <laughs> And here's why I All think right. that acronyms, and I'm not trying to say this always is true, but I would say, let's go with something kind of like nine times out of 10, you okay. know, All still right. allows for like a 10% chance for an acronym to be useful and helpful. Okay. Yeah. But I think nine times out of the 10, it tells you two things. One, the name for whatever thing you're acronyming or phrase or whatever, it's actually just too long, mm -hmm. just too long. Or... Um, that you, or you don't need to use it in the first place. But listen, what about things like my brother-in-law was named after somebody. And so instead of using his whole name, they call him JD for his first and middle initial. Yep. Yeah, you think so, he should have just been named JD? Mm, or is that the 10%? Uh, well, let me think. <laughs> I mean, my name is my, my nickname is my, my initials too. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's a hot take that you hate your own acronym. Well, no, because I think the problem that most people are encountering is, um, is not people's names. Like, okay. So you think the names are kind of like a, they're incidental. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think so every day think about things like, um, Parts of our government, FBI, CIA, blah, blah, blah. NSF. Well, NSF, exactly. Or like um, NASA or whatever. It's like, I think sometimes they become their own name to the degree that we all know it or whatever. Yeah. But if you don't, like I, I kind of have realized that, yes, it shortens things down. So we're not having to say all these words. It's like, okay, that's nice. But should we just pick a shorter name in the first place? Like, <laughs> well, what if the if, shorter name doesn't tell you everything you need to know? It most of the time doesn't. That's what I'm saying. But like NASA does not tell you what you need to know at all. It doesn't tell that's you anything. True. The, something national aeronautic something something. I don't know because people don't know what it stands for. And so then I'm thinking, what is it really accomplishing? What is really happening? So you name mm -hmm. something long, and you think, well, of course we're never going to call it that because that's way too long. Let's call it this. But then you create a situation where no one either knows what it stands for at all, which is a problem, kind of a downside. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what if you just spend a little bit more time trying to figure it out? The other thing that happens. So you is, think it's lazy. You're like, it's, it's lazy. I think it's lazy. Um, and I think it can, in many cases, make people just feel dumb because they don't know what it means. You know? Yeah. It's like exclusive. Yes. Yeah. And so like, and there's so many cases I feel like an acronym from a distance, you know, to somebody who's maybe outside of whatever like governmental organization or whatever other thing you might be, you know, abbreviating, think about like text abbreviations. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a time where doing that on those little keypads on our old phones, mm -hmm. it actually was really helpful. It actually saved a lot of time. Yeah. Let's have a shared coded kind of thing. Now I would say it does not really save that much time. It is not that much more effort to type the whole thing out. Mm -hmm. And people are often like, wait, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Like what's SMH mean? Shaking my Shake head. Shake my head. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. And so. Like, shmeh, which says that's going to become its own thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But I feel like, so it can accomplish, it can either just confuse because no one knows what something means, or it can um, just tell you that 
you picked the, a bad name in the first place. If you have to shorten it because it's so long, you picked a bad name in the first place. I I think there are instances where I would say like, I think that both of those things can be true. But yep. like for the FBI, I know what that means. Federal Bureau, Bureau of Investigation. Blah, blah, blah. Federal Bureau of mm-hmm. Investigations. I'm proving his point right now. Yep. Too like, long. What would the alternative be? Like, what would you name it? Investigations? National I investigations? I don't know. But then people just say NI. Right. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I but- feel like people love to make things easier. Even if the original thing, I don't disagree with you, but I think people, it's just like, people are like, I'm going to make this shorter. I'm going to make this easier. Yep. But I think you're always leaving people behind when you do that or you're just proving that you, you made something too long. So like if it's always needing, like, oh, I got this is too long to say, I got to cut it down. It's just like, why didn't you, why'd you make it so long? What about in the case where it's like not a name, like STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math. You're grouping things together that go together. You think we should have made up a name for it? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think one of the thing, tough things there is like, clearly it is nice to, to, to mm-hmm. address these things as a group, but how many people, read STEM in all caps. And I'm like, wait, what is that? Well, what I like about papers is the first time you use an acronym, you have to spell it out. So in like a research paper, if I'm going to write STEM, even mm-hmm. though I'm like, everybody knows what STEM is, not everybody does. So you right. literally, you have to write science, technology, engineering, math, parentheses, STEM, yep. parentheses. And then from then on, you can use STEM because you did it. Or And if there's a rule where you had to do that in every conversation with this specific group of audience or whatever, mm. that would be fine with me, at least somewhat. But that'd be too annoying, wouldn't it? It would be, well, that's already how I function in all my presentations mm-hmm. and in all my papers and in podcast episodes. I don't think I use acronyms without explaining them because right. you can't super, maybe I yeah. use like STEM, but yeah. Yeah. So in that way, I think that I like that about papers. Yeah. There are some th- situations where I feel like, um, so here's an example. I used to work for a, I think this is probably, yeah, I think it's not a big deal to share. I used to work for a humanitarian ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called Global Aid Network. GAIN. They shortened it to GAIN because they didn't do GAN. That doesn't sound great, right? Right. So they put the I from aid in there mm-hmm. too. And they had it lowercase gain. We got questions about that all the time, all the time. Our logo even had global network under it, you know, gain global network. And in my experience there, um, the, the, the shortening of that name helped us in no way at mm. all. Caused more confusion. And, you know, part of it's maybe because we did it that way with the little I, but guess what? So then I was part of this rebranding effort we did in my last year working there. And we came up with a name and this is what, this is a branding thing too. Mm-hmm. You, know, you come up with a name and yes, maybe it doesn't have all the words you want in there. It doesn't mm-hmm. have federal bureau of investigation. It doesn't have all the words in there, but you can Im- sort of imbue something with meaning through branding, through, you know, where do we, where do people see our logo? How do we describe ourselves? Blah, blah, blah. But we don't have to pack that all into the name. We don't have to have everything there, you know? Yeah. And the name we came up with is unto. Do unto others. So here's a question I have though, too. Like yep. if something makes you laugh in a text message, you didn't say, LOL, what do you do? Do you say, ha ha? Do you say that made me laugh? You used to I say, say, ha, say ha, ha, ha ha ha. That's what I used to say. Or I'll do an emoji. Oh, smart. An emoji. That's like, you know. 
Okay, I see your 10% and I'm going to raise it to 25% because the number of times I use acronyms in my everyday life is primarily in situations where I have to explain what it is first. Mm-hmm. And it's very useful. Like if I was writing a paper about chemistry for your life and I had to write chemistry for your life every time, it would make it so wordy. It would make it so awkward. Yep. And people know what it is already. Yep. Right. Or but, STEM. Right. But you wouldn't say STEM, you would probably say out loud. But yeah. you wouldn't, do you know, I, I feel the like you, man? I couldn't yeah. help it. Okay. <laughs> I feel like most times you're talking about the podcast out loud. You're saying either the podcast and people already know what you mean, uh-huh. or you're saying chemistry for your life. That's true. But I don't think you're saying CFYL. No, that's hard to say. Yeah. It's hard to say. And it's sort of like, it would beg the question, you know, was the name too long? But chemistry for your life isn't. Chem for your life is one that we sometimes use, but that's not an acronym. That's just an abbreviation. Yeah, exactly. All right, fine. But I'm still going to stick with at least 20%. I think 20% yeah. of the time they're useful. The other day I got a text from a friend asking me if I was going to see a certain movie and he acronymized the title of the movie. And I was like, oh, how would I know what you're even talking about? How, like, I, I've never seen anyone do that. <laughs> it was the Taylor movie. Swift fans will do that with their song. Sorry, what oh, was yeah. the movie? Killers of the Flower Moon, the new Scorsese movie. Mm. So he did KF killers of K O T F M. Well, there's another one. So there's a play, there's a, the national organization of black chemists and chemical engineers. Uh That is a lot to say. Uh And I don't know how you could have shortened it because it's like, that's exactly what it is. And so the acronym I don't even know what the acronym is, but then people just call it NOBICHE, like short for the, uh-huh. for all that stuff. Uh-huh. So the acronym is like International Organization O, and that is really handy. Yep. But what if you had come up with a cool word that is the... Imbued in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's always possible. That's just, that's branding, folks. <laughs> Nike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, they're always a thing you throw out there. And I think there's some value for names to be exactly what the thing is. Yes. But what if that thing is really long and then the, <laughs> the actual thing is just hidden behind it? It's like there's so many times so that people don't know what the thing is. Mm, so Yeah, that's true. I do have to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm on the same page. I don't disagree with everything you're saying, but I also don't agree with everything you're saying. Yeah, right. I mean... I call that a win. <laughs> if you can't completely dismantle my argument. So, you know, there's many times Melissa and I have been involved in either real or sort of fake kind Imagine. of funny <laughs> arguments. And, you know, the reason is because we can both kind of quickly latch onto some opinions <laughs> and some reasons for those opinions kind of in the moment. We're pretty good at doing that on the fly. And so for Melissa not to be able to completely disagree with me mm-hmm. and not have some sort of ironclad anti um, against sort of against my opinion mm-hmm. uh, reasoning for hers, that's a win for me. I would maybe try a little bit harder if we weren't on a podcast right? with a low key time crunch. Right. And also... Um, I think it's hard for me to separate the personal from the professional. Like mm-hmm. everywhere in my personal professional life. There's tons of acronyms that I think are very helpful and most of the people know about them most of the time. And so it is, I think it does more benefit than good. And I like that some of the names are very clear. Like this is the American chemical society. Mm -hmm. Everybody 
in our field pretty much knows what ACS is. So it's easier to say that and better. And I do think it communicates well. Yeah. But on the other hand, there are things that I'm like, it is dumb that we do. That. Yep. Yep. So sometimes I, in some cases I agree. And in some cases I'm like, I don't know, it is really helpful in this, especially professional. I'm thinking primarily in my professional setting mm -hmm. and that's hard to, you know, translate. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Win for you. I don't feel like it's a loss for me though. I still feel pretty neutral. I, I mean, I totally, I feel fine letting you, you stay know, neutral, think that way, letting <laughs> you feel like you held on to some sort of dignity is fine <laughs> with me. It doesn't bother me at all. It's like I'm polarized <laughs> in certain areas. I'm like, yeah, that is dumb that nobody knows what NASA stands for. But I feel like most people know in our field what most things are. And if they don't in like a presentation or yeah. a whatever, I will always. And that's, that's an argument you can make. And I think also you can only make it because people know it. Like, but once you go out to the public and you're not talking about specific sort of discipline or field, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, my wife works in medicine. It's like they have tons of those and mm -hmm. there's like Latin names for medicines and stuff and like crazy stuff where I'm like, yeah, man, like, okay, I get it. You'd be exhausted and it would literally maybe take, yeah. you know, twice as much time, mm -hmm. but multiple times a day to say these things. Or yeah. Whatever. Or like multiple times in one paper. But you've come up with a code because everyone knows it and because it must happen. What my argument is, there's so many situations where I don't think you must come up with one. And in fact, I think it may make the the language matter less and the words have less meaning and the mm, connection. Like our codes just as bad or worse. Yes. And distancing ourselves uh, um, from the sort of actual meaning of something. I have a good way to transition this from your thing to my thing. Okay, deal. So my mom was an occupational therapist uh -huh. and she had a badge and it said OTR on it. And I was like, why does it say OTR? And she said, it's her occupational therapist registered. And I was like, why wouldn't it just be registered occupational therapist? And she said, then it would say rot on my badge, which right. nobody wants it to say. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's a good example of your thing. And also going into my thing, which I was going to talk about my mom. Okay. Yes. Which you did know that, yeah. which is how you knew it would be kind of meaningful. So yeah. for those of you who don't know, my mom passed away right at the beginning of the pandemic, not because of the pandemic. It was a coincidence. It was a convenient coincidence, though, because I had time to go and be with her before she died. Right. She died from cancer. Very slight silver lining to that. Very slight silver lining to the worst situation. Although yeah. it was kind of like when she died, I was like, okay, now the pandemic's over. Like I thought. Oh, yeah. In my brain, like her getting really sick and everything shutting down happened so close together that I was like, oh, now she's dead. So now the world's going back. No. Right. It was very weird. Yeah. Um, You're like, oh, now I got to deal with this other unfortunate situation yeah. that's happening that was was less significant to me at first because yes. I had a bigger other, a bigger fish to fry. Yeah. The worst thing in my life happened and I could hug like two people. Yep. Right. It was crazy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so... So she died and her birthday was in October and I tried to do something, you know, to kind of honor her birthday every year. And she liked experiences more than she liked to like get things. Yeah. And she also loved good food. And coincidentally, my mother-in-law wanted to take me to this conference this month and it was in San Antonio. And so I went with my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law and she had bought an extra ticket, but the fourth person wasn't able to come. So it was like, we kind of had an extra ticket. Uh -huh. And then... It was in San Antonio where I've gone with my mom and San Antonio has Mexican food, which my mom loved and uh -huh. it's so good. Mm -hmm. And we had delicious Mexican food 
Um, I, we don't drink a ton, but the only alcoholic drink I ever saw my mom drink was margaritas. She just had a soft <laughs> spot for them. Uh-huh. And so we had a really good margarita while we were there uh-huh. and really good Mexican food and really good Italian food. And like every single place we ate, none of it missed. All of it was incredible. Every nice. time we ate, I was like, this is the best version of this I've ever had. Like that was the best margarita I've ever had. Wow. We had Italian food and I had burrata, this burrata with balsamic. And I was like, this is the best burrata I've mm-hmm. ever had. Just everything was delicious. Everything was so, so good. The guacamole was so good. Everything was so good. And I was like, my mom would have loved this trip. And it kind of felt like we were there in a place I'd been with her before doing something I know she would have loved. And then we had like an extra ticket. So it was kind of like, it felt like it was something that, it was my mother-in-law and, you know, her daughter and then me. And it felt like sort of my mom was there with us in spirit kind of. Yeah. And it was just really sweet and fun. And I was kind of like, what are the chances that all this lined up to where I could be in a city where I've been with my mom, do things that I've done with my mom before, but like mm-hmm. with my mother-in-law who loves me so much and is like a really good mother-in-law. I know some mother-in-laws are kind of crazy, but she like, she just took me in just like I was her own, but she's not like all in our business all the time or anything. She's super respectful. And so it was just really, really good and fun and felt like a great way to honor my mom. That's awesome. So very cool. That sounds sounds super fun. And also like, man, dude, nothing is better than having such good food with fun people. Uh And like the fact that y'all, y'all lucked out to have every place be so good. Uh Like, I mean, you know, even if you're traveling somewhere else, you kind of hope like, okay, if half the places we go to could be great. That, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But that's like amazing. Everything was so good. And yeah. it was on her birthday, you know, and we even stumbled across this area, like near the convention center that we were at. That was like, for some reason it was just like five minutes in the other direction. Uh-huh. Like say where we were going in the Alamo dome or uh, the river walk and all that was like, diagonal from each other. You Mm -hmm. could go one side of the square or the other side of the square, you know? Yeah. Everybody went one side of the square and we went the other side and nobody was over there. Yeah. That's cool. And it was so odd, but it was, that's where a lot of the really good restaurants were. And it was a lot of people who seemed to live in the area. Like there was an apartment complex nearby. And so you're like, Oh, this is the vibe I want. It's like kind of where the local people are hanging out. Yeah. There was a super cute coffee shop. Just like everything was so good. And for it to be on her actual birthday and doing something she would have really loved. And also like, remembering that she is the person who helped me learn to love food. Yeah. 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 It's cool to remember. And those are like such positive, fun, enjoyable things to remember about your mom, which is of course like, you know, there's the sadness that's impossible to not feel at all. Yeah. But like, it's cool that this trip reminded you of so many positive, cool, enjoyable, fun things about your mom. Instead of just being like, Mom's birthday. Yeah. Ready to feel sad? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Ready to be sad? Yeah. yeah. And it was sort of cool because it was like, yeah, instead of just sad, it was a lot of remembering like, oh, I'm this way because of her and I'm that because of her. And it was something really fun. I'm like, yeah. oh, she would have loved Mason's mom. She, yeah. Yeah. So it was a really, really special trip. And um, yeah, I just really loved it. And the food was so good. I yeah. mean, the margarita that we had that I said was really good. It was mm-hmm. cucumber jalapeno margarita. Whoa. So even if you don't really like alcohol, totally get it. I don't know that alcohol, there's like new studies that say that alcohol in any amount is pretty bad for you. Yeah. So imagine this like a limeade. Yep. 
but a cucumber jalapeno line made. Right. So a little bit of kick to it. Mm-hmm. And it had tahini on the rim. Uh-huh. It was so good. Just a mad, the combination of flavor, flavors was just so spot on. That's awesome. It was so good. Yeah, that's cool. So. So instead of remembering the Alamo, you went to San Antonio <laughs> to remember Alice. Didn't think about, yep. Didn't think about the Alamo probably but once or twice. Yeah. And my mother-in-law was like, should we go to the Alamo? I was like, I don't care about that. I yeah. care about that pizza place down the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I so. remembered it earlier. I'll remember it again later. Okay. <laughs> it's still going to be there. I'm not worried about it. Uh, yeah. I did take a Texas history class in college, so that's enough. I, right. I, yeah, exactly. I mean, we have to, I think we, we take Texas history also multiple times in like yeah, grade probably. school. I right? took it to get out of an economics class. I was yeah. like, I don't want to take economics, but I can take Texas history. That sounds more fun. Yeah. I like, and if, if someone goes to San Antonio, this is like one of the things I think that people who don't live in Texas especially don't live in the U S we'll be like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. Look up the Alamo A L A M O and you'll kind of get a little bit of context. But if someone goes to San Antonio at all, they come back and, like, and then they talk about what they've done. I like be like, Oh, and did you remember the Alamo? <laughs> Just like, <laughs> as if it's like this thing, like, don't forget, don't forget, about the Alamo. Don't forget to remember the Alamo. Yeah. We also watched Miss Congeniality. Do you remember that movie? Yes, I do. And my mom also really liked that, but we kind of had some downtime and uh-huh. we were like, should we just go hang out in the hotel and watch a movie? Cause we're kind of exhausted. Neither of them had seen it before. I, Whoa. it held up pretty good. There were some <laughs> things that was like, Ugh. yeah, but it takes place in San Antonio. Oh, and, I, I did not remember that. Uh huh. And it was, wow. that, so that was fun that there was like a scene that was on the river rock that we yeah. passed, yeah. you know, also. So that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So if you're going to San Antonio anytime soon, I can tell you where to eat and I can tell you very little about the Alamo. Yep. And what movies to watch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what Wikipedia is for. Yeah. Exactly. For the Alamo. For the Alamo. Mm-hmm. Well, that was fun. So this is a good example of what our community episodes are like. They're just literally us hanging out talking about not chemistry. Yep. And we do a little bit of that on the regular episodes, but this is a whole episode of that. So. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying getting ramped up for the holiday season. Thanks for giving us a little space to um, get ahead so that we can take a break and be with our families Yep. in the, in the next coming weeks. And yeah. We hope you guys have good holidays. Hang with friends, family, whatever you're going to be doing. Hopefully Eat it's good food. Yeah, hopefully it is what you need. Some a little bit of restful time. Good time with people. And that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. And we'll be back next week with a regular episode. That's right. See y'all then. Bye. Bye. Yay chemistry. Yay chemistry.